0: this is the earspoon with fish and steve hey everybody i'm
1: fish and i'm steve welcome to the podcast thanks we call it the earspoon here i know here at the earspoon studios i know that's what we call it i don't blame you that's how we do it and we all know why why i forget yeah hate that oh man all right listen before we get into uh chatting about uh back tattoos <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, which which we are going to do here i can tell you that much oh must we uh, yeah we are um we're gonna a little later on i, I had the opportunity to sit down with a, a young lady and uh talk to her about this youth vote okay so i want to uh play that uh, later on in the podcast, just a little extra, because I think, it, I think it, she made some really good points and some things I want to think about. First, we have to thank our sponsor. Thanks, sponsor. Which is? Mocha Mo- Joes. Mocha Joes. Yay, Mocha <laughs> Joes. Uh, they are our fine, fine sponsor here. They keep us uh, well caffeinated. All right. So uh, who are we talking about? Roger Stone. Roger Stone. Not to be confused with uh, the guy who makes the movies. Oliver Stone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't not thought about all. that no <laughs> not at all no,
2: they, they're unique in their own
1: individual way they, aren't they though <laughs> they, they they truly truly are unique in their own individual way uh and, and like for instance oliver stone probably doesn't have a presidential tattoo on his back
2: no probably not no that's uh, probably true um, he probably also doesn't look like a
1: batman villain no he he <laughs> he really does he just look like a, if if the riddler aged badly <laughs> that, that's what we have here in Roger Stone. Or if, if Waldo aged badly. Right, right. Waldo could age badly. <laughs> I right? Suppose uh, so. And and neither one, even the Riddler included, would have a Nixon tattoo <laughs> that's between his shoulder <laughs> that's blades. Right. And uh, by the way, if you ever happen
2: to catch a side view of Roger Stone,
1: yeah. and I mean this
2: gently, because you know, body shaming and things like that are inappropriate, but the man has an unusually shaped. Questionably microcephalic head. I'm just saying, it's <laughs> worth looking. Find a side view. The man has what we might traditionally call a pinhead. He does. It's it doesn't
1: necessarily mean he's stupid. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 And in, in, in this in this particular instance, it it truly truly <laughs> does. It means that he is an I idiot. Never should have waded into these uh, waters. <laughs> and and he's a jerk. And oh. he should definitely. I so. Look, let me tell Go. you why I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> up the whole back tattoo thing, because I've been listening to it for four or five months, Yeah, and the whole entire time thought it was just this long running joke, which just got old and tired, and I didn't understand why people were still talking about Roger Stone and a life-size Nixon head on his back. And I thought to myself, this is really just it's the all right, it was sorta of funny. I kinda get it. And yeah, I guess he worked for Nixon when he was a kid, blah, 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 blah. All right, he's a Republican, but nobody's gonna have that guy tattooed on his back. And I was watching Bill Maher, mm-hmm. Bill Maher, the other night. Mm-hmm. And and he was talking about it. I was like, There it is again. And he he made a funny joke, like he's gonna be in prison with this Nixon tattoo thing and you know, how's his, is Bill Mark can only be, Mm. is completely inappropriate joke. Like, you know, how is, how is his prison inmate supposed to stay hard? Having a look at that. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right. So Uh, can I just interject? I know. The the prison
2: butt rape thing is just like not ever
1: funny, I think, (laughs) you know, but you're laughing, so I'm just going to let that slide. But like the whole, (laughs) I think. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't think it's funny. I, you know, don't, I don't want you to... Uh,
2: but the whole, like, the prison, just wait till you get to prison, you're going to get a special level of punishment by having, you know, being somebody's lover and da 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 And there's, I mean, rape is rape is rape. And it's, you know... It's, yeah. I'm just throwing that in there for anybody listening. It's like...
1: No, yeah. no, no. no. I, and I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. It's mm. not that I don't. Mm. Except this time. <laughs> right? Except this time. Okay. If there is anybody that sort of deserves that level, level of distreatment, maybe not that particular... Mm. Uh, form of aggression Mm -hmm. Uh, but some level of distreatment equal to if not greater than that sort of thing I'm in favor of for guys like this
2: I will say that Roger Stone having a a pedigree that goes back to the Nixon era at 19 has been involved in and responsible for some pretty dark shit over the years he really has been you know and that includes a lot of presidential campaigns that includes him working for Al Sharpton working for Al Sharpton in order to knock out Howard Dean. You know about this? I
1: did not. This is
2: worth, I would encourage anybody to look at... that is but, this
1: going to distract me about talking about his back tattoo? No, 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 no. Which just all,
2: I'm just trying to paint the picture of him being a dark, nefarious, oh, you know, bull shot, just bullshit artist. Just look at it. I, mean, I know, he's, I know. He's like a...
1: He's like a it's like Andy Warhol painted him and just went, no, I can't show that to the Nobody public. Would and it he just escaped anyway. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, so true. I mean, it's just, he's such a bizarre individual. And then to r- realize after that joke, I, I remember looking at my wife and laughing and going, oh, my God. And it's just like. This back tattoo joke is just it won't it won't go away. <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I said, "This back that you know, no, nobody has a Nixon back that." She goes, "No, <laughs> he has a tattoo of Nixon's face on his back." And I went, "Bullshit!" She said, "Look it up." It's true. It's true. It's and true. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I looked at <laughs> it. And I have to say, whoever the artist was. Did an amazing job, so ha- yeah. hats off to the artist. I, I mean,
2: will, I will agree with that. The,
1: it's it's a, it's a hell of a liking. It really Lichen-ing. is. Yeah. Um. But uh, the fa- and then I spent like the rest of the night in <laughs> just some sort of a fetal position, going, why? Right.
2: Why? Well, there's the question. Like, what? Would com- and then for a man to come out of his own arraignment, seven indictments, seven charges brought against him with his arms in the Victory V sign, just like Nixon getting yeah. on the on the hel- helicopter. I am not a crook. But this is what I mean. These guys, as we were talking before we went on the air, they feel 100% immunized, 100% able to do as they please, and no regret for the Nixon era. Right. The darkest to date, and this blows it out of the water, but the darkest era in modern American politics... Irony contra would run close to that, but sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Just saying, but like, no regrets, apologies, or embarrassment. Just like, you know, it's kind of a fuck you,
1: you know, like that's even is... kinda. I mean, <laughs> maybe Jesus, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Look, I have, I have tattoos. You're, you, what you you are, you, you are tattoo less, right? Free of tattoos. You are yeah. free of you are free of the ink, right? Um, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tattoos. Dang, dude. I don't always see all the parts of you so that's a, some, I, some of that's good <laughs> some of that's good for you. Um I'm glad I don't one know of that. the one of the first tattoos I got when I was a younger man uh was in homage mm-hmm. to my favorite baseball team the New York Yankees. I've never heard of them. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine Walking around Boston with that is much like walking around where we live with a Nixon tattoo yeah, on your that's back. Fair. But so so on that level, I kinda get it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I sort of get it. Uh
2: but I don't get it. Yeah, right in the middle of your back. So right,
1: like between not, you know, not, probably about the size of his hand. It's right. not small either. Oh no,
2: it's massive. And uh and here's the funny thing, it's like, that, so that's going back to the middle 70s, late early 70s, let's say, middle 70s at, mo, at worst. But uh, Roger Stone has been a close personal ally with Donald J. Trump for 30 plus years. Yeah. And in addition to that, it was Paul Manafort himself, <clears throat> excuse me, who said, um, uh, Trump and Stone are so close, it's hard to sometimes discern which is speaking. And now Trump is going like, I hardly know the guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was
1: that was great. Well, it's, uh, another. I, I I think this is one I got to do with the uh, uh, tip of the hat to some acknowledgement to Bill Maher, who uh, they were talking about the um the the downfall and like you know who's next. You know, there's always yeah. a line of, of 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 villains that have to fall before you get to the to the kingpin. Yeah, but you know, I mean, so I mean, like who who's next? That before he. Trump is held accountable. Don Jr.? And then what's Trump going to say? Hey, Don, John, Donald Trump Jr.? Yeah, I, yeah, I met him. him once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I've seen him around. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. You know, It's just th- this constant backpedaling of these people yeah. who, you know, there are pictures of you over and over, a thousand times over again. Yeah. And how can you keep denying it?
2: Well, Sarah Sanders saying when asked about uh, on the morning of Roger Stone's arrest, saying this guy really has nothing to do with anything it's like you know can you just i mean it's again this is the like you know the gaslighting uh, approach to all kinds of things god knows we could go down the long list of that but just simply it's like the big lie like like what was it goebbels who said just keep lying just keeps repeating the lie until it becomes true right and then you know whether oh they're the ninety percent of the heroin is coming over the Mexican border uh, no it's not no it's not at all no. you know like just keep saying it just keep saying it and for the gullible which is most if not all of the Trump supporters right uh, they just buy it sight unseen they don't kick the tires they don't investigate it at all it's been said so therefore it's true and this is where the the life we're living now it's crazy yeah so Sarah Sanders can say. You know, he's got nothing to do with anything. Never mind. Disregard. Pay no attention to that uh, That Yeah, you don't get
1: to do that. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know how how it is that we find ourselves here. And the more and more I talk to intelligent souls on the planet, they don't have answers for it either anymore. I'm out mm-hmm. of answers. I, I mean, I don't know that I ever had the answer. Yeah. I just don't know that I can continue to even entertain the question.
2: I'll give you a a good example that might illustrate it some. And again, uh, you know, Facebook is not necessarily a good indicator of how the world is. Oh, take it back. Take it back. Call me crazy. But, uh, there was a, a a friend of our mutual friend that we have posted a thing, making fun of Roger Stone and some sort of caption about, you know, lock her up. Like, Oh, it said, uh, have you ever noticed how all the people that were screaming "lock her up" are on They're their way to prison? Up. Yeah, yeah, I saw that <laughs> I saw too, that, so, <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. And it's yeah. And this woman, a conservative, comes on and says, "Hillary, Hillary, blah blah blah. She should be in jail." Hillary, Benghazi, Benghazi. And, and I'm I'm looking at this and going like, like I look at like an anthropologist and I go like, now hold on, like even if anything you're saying is true and 100 percent of it is not, that this is simply not the context for that. We're not really talking about that. But this is a person who cannot and does not respond to anything that's verifiably true. And so when I finally say, tell me how you draw the conclusions that you draw, where do you go for your news sourcing? Yeah. And
1: they will, she simply will not provide that information. Well, you know, this is a a conversation that we have almost on a weekly basis about (laughs) where do you pull your information from? right?
2: And do you aggregate and do you spread your bets and do you check all forms across the continuum?
1: No. I do you do yeah. i do they don't they do not There's a you single know. portal of entry um, thank you what you know what i was talking to somebody saying look you know trumps uh, trumps base is just they they're, they're 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 going away they're going away you know he's at his lowest uh his lowest approval ratings of yeah. uh, so you know to date right blah, blah 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 so if it drops down to 32% those are the 32% left that will not go away no matter what yeah, that's,
2: that's old politics. I you mean, know. You, you know that you have a quarter to a third of the people right. who will be unaffected
1: by actuality. I think since the last time you and I spoke, um, did the whole, uh, no, we, we, we talked about the MAGA hat wearing kid, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, th- there's that level that will not, and don't, so ignorant, so ignorant to understand that that. You want that American Indian out of your country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know I that know. that's the level we're operating at. I, I want know. that Native American out of my country.
2: Right. How do you ever get here in the first place? Right. You
1: know, it's like, yeah.
2: and this is what I mean. Like, you know, and we've talked about this, and it, it filters into every conversation we have. But the you know the biggest threat to this country's well being and the wellness of the people within it is the death of critical thinking. Like I'm, as I said, to, even in this person having this sort of debate lit, I really enjoy disagreeing. I enjoy sharing ideas. I enjoy defending positions I take with facts and evidence. And I enjoy asking about and asking others to back up their claims that can sometimes seem very radical to mine. Right. I'll give you a good example. Totally unrelated to politics. This happened recently to me. This is a... <laughs> this is a good story about how we reframe. We have time for
1: this. I yeah, don't want to. Yeah. We
2: have, right. Uh, we have time for
1: it. So a, it's, a, I know the, the, the hard we're drives like, a
2: terabyte. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. So my whole life, and again, this will, I'll bring this back to politics. My whole life as a musician, as a person who loves music largely came about from hearing the lead guitar on nowhere, man, the Beatles, nowhere, man, okay, which is one of the, to me, one of the most mm-hmm. glorious chunks of sound ever assembled. And, for close to half a century, it's been my belief that that sound was made by the George Harrison Rickenbacker 360 12-string electric guitar. Okay, to, for specifics. It's specific, my favorite thing. guitar. Okay, I'm a 12-string player, and it's my thing. And I, I love just like it. saying Rickenbacker. Yes, who wouldn't, right? right? <laughs> so I went to a party with my good friend Tim, or went to a, had dinner, came to the house. Uh, Tim came over. Tim is an, an accomplished musician, played with Stevie Ray Vaughan's band after... Uh, Uh, tim dyer lives here in brattleboro um hey tim uh and tim said oh no 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 that's that's two uh blue stratocaster guitars played together at the same time i'm like i'm sorry friend but you obviously don't understand what you're talking about i mean i didn't really say that but i was like "I kind of yeah stick to it (laughs) but the answer to me is like i'm sorry but that's burned into me as as true so i know that it's true and it's and i'm sticking with my strong feelings because this is comfortable for me right so then as is the right thing to do, I did due diligence and I went to the interwebs and I looked all over f- for information on that and God damned if he wasn't right. My whole life I believed that that was a Rickenbacker 36012 and was one of the glorious sounds, it's one of the reasons I play music at all. Right. And I was wrong. And I was 100% wrong, verifiably wrong. And I had to- Lest you ever
1: question anybody who has played with the late, great Stevie Ray Vaughan. There
2: you go, right? <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Well, he played with his his two surviving band members. So Same thing. I'm, Tim's a monster guitar player. But just saying, he was 100% right and I was wrong. And in that moment of awkwardness, of not, you know, afterwards when I discovered, oh my God, he's right. I had to undo 50 years of belief in, in an instant. Because the data presented to me, the evidence presented to me, was too overwhelming to disagree with it. Now, that was uncomfortable for me and it's a, it's a big part of my life, right. but it would be wrong to, to say to him, I'm sorry, I know I see all the data that you have here, but I'm gonna <laughs> stick with my strongly held position. <laughs> and that is really how yeah. you know, rabid conservatives behave. Uh, it and is like, whether it's global warming or whether it's Trump or whether whatever, like here's all the evidence you need to know, and they go, Nope, I can't see that. Like, ah,
1: uh, so what are we trying to, who are we trying to persuade of anything here? Right, now, and you know what, I, I think your story ties in quite nicely <laughs> as to making a point about how I, sometimes, you know, the very reason I picked up a guitar, the very reason I play music, the very right. reason I am here where I am now is because I believe this to be true. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Did you then, once you figured out that he was right and you were wrong, did you take all your instruments outside and burn them and walk away from the game?
2: No, I smashed them in the in the room I was in and <laughs> said that I'm not I'm not playing guitar
1: ever again. Ever again,
2: right? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, and then right? You know, so like this is what we do. I like,
1: mean, but my point is, so you I had that yeah. you know, and you survived.
2: Yeah, I survived it, and this
1: Ching-o like figure.
2: But it's like it was like sort of it was a it was a nice moment where yeah. when you know, you know, props to all the people who when faced with convincing evidence actually update their opinion. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people who don't think like I do and like you do, who simply when presented with irrefutable, you can't frickin' make it up. It's no denying sort of facts. Not not like, oh, you you and your liberal facts. No, these are like, this is science. Uh, They cannot and will not upgrade and update their opinion. And then I'll see the same people on the Vermont Digger site or on Burlington Free Press or what have you, VPR, uh, making the same claims again and again and again. And I'll say, Hey man, like that's still not true, but they do not and will not change their position. And I wonder, you know, is it really worth the effort? And God knows I can answer that. <laughs> no. But is there any point in trying to persuade the unpersuadable of consensual reality? And do we just sort of leave them behind and say, when all of this is over, do we disregard a third of the country and say, you're just too stupid to play?
1: Yes. <laughs> That's kind of
2: my feeling too. You know, I'm it's okay.
1: Like Dunning-Kruger, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting to a point where yeah. if, if we can't, I'm, I'm okay, you know, let, 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 let's, let's do this. How about this to, to all those, to that 30% of people hmm. who are still firmly ensconced in the Trump camp. We're gonna do the same thing that your forefathers did to the American Indians. we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna carve off a little piece of a <laughs> land we're gonna call it a reservation, and that's where we're gonna put you so that we don't have to look at you. Can I make
2: a suggestion? We put them in Texas and Florida, and then we chisel them off of the continent well, and see, push I it I out some into use the water for Florida yeah, well I, I just came from there, although I had a nice time, I must admit yeah, so,
1: I'm just yeah. saying I mean it's warm and it has nice beaches. And I saw, I saw a whole documentary on Clearwater, Florida, how it's owned by you. the Scientologists. <laughs> nice, which was a little scary. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. When I was in Florida, we went we went to the beach, and I pulled in looking for parking in this place. And I kid you not, it was like a cartoon come to life. About a seventy five year old man in a uh, "Make America Great Again" red like Nazi cap uh, and an NRA T shirt, saying something about "I dare you to take my guns" or something like that. And, it's right. like, and I wanted to roll the window down and say, "Like, dude, you're like a cartoon."
1: Yeah, <laughs> where I live I know. that get up wouldn't get up
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah that you'd be noticed yeah. you certainly would stand it would
1: st- out you would stick out <laughs> you know?
2: but room for everybody but like, then I still think to myself it's like this is what I mean it's like you know it, it, we've reached the point where like really a third of grown ups yeah. draw conclusions that I mean no matter what your political leaning they are just simply not factually true right. and they don't care That's the scariest part. They don't care. So, so bring this all back to Roger stone. When people, when this guy steps up, uh, he's, he calls himself a dirty trickster, you know, 30, 40 years of working for Republicans. He self anoints himself a dirty trickster, meaning he's done dirty things to fool and manipulate.
1: Yeah. And he has pride in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why else would you put a Nixon head on your back? I know. Back? The Lee Atwaters, the Carl Roves, the dark, dark goes
2: players. on and on and and, 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 on. and for the gullible and for the easily duped,
1: works like a charm. So here's the thing. So um, we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, I'm just going to, I, I want to air that, that, that piece that I did oh, with good. a young lady named Rio Dimes right. um, who's talking about the youth vote. All right. And and that may be our ticket out is entrusting our future to, totally down to <laughs> 16 and 17 year olds
2: totally down they seem to be getting in a way that our generation simply did not
1: right and yeah. then how many people will then get engaged in the process if if their kids are engaged in the process there you it go. used to be the other way around Not so much Kids are leading the way Just you wait to see How many young people Gallop to elected office In the coming Five to ten years So there we go So on the other side of this We'll thank Mocha Joes And uh, We'll 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 listen to My conversation with her Awesome Sounds good All right.
0: This is Earspoon You're home For the shit You're thinking anyway One of
1: our favorite things To do While we're doing the podcast Mm -hmm. Drink Mocha Joes coffee we really need to get a sound effects library, <laughs> right? But that was inadequate. But it was real. It was real, authentic. And, and Mocha Joe's uh, has, has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont, in yes. the late '80s, and yes. has boomed. And they uh, they do all kinds of great uh, products and just have swag. You can go to their website, MochaJoe's.com, order coffee by the pound, uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here. We do. I don't. I prefer just to eat the beans straight. Straight. crunchy no, a little, crunchy, not a little true. bit. One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's is mm-hmm. the fact that they support the the farmer. Yeah, you know they really do. They have the fair trade coffees that they they go after all the time. They're constantly uh, traveling around and
2: yeah. And I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade when I first got here twenty years ago. They were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people. And certainly it's now quite a thing. But being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and. Also, I mean ultimately it wants to be a good economic choice, but they're just it's the rightest thing to do and 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 farmers get kind of screwed and Mocha, Mocha Joe's make sure that they don't.
1: That's right. And it's one of the reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, mokajos.com if you live uh, here locally. Of course, you just stop down at the little cafe. <sighs> That's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is.
0: More at theearspoon.com Joining
1: the program with me, a young lady goes by the name of Rio Dimes. She's 17 years old, and she and her organization, Brattleboro Common Sense, are advocating a, I don't want to call it a child vote, because you're really just young adults, right? So what what do you call it then? What's the proper terminology? It's I called
0: be? the youth vote.
1: Youth vote. Much better. See? Right. All right. Now, so you're 17. Why should I vote to give you the right to vote at age
0: 17? Well, 17-year-olds, 16 and 17-year-olds, we drive cars. We Mm -hmm. have jobs. We pay taxes from those jobs, income taxes. I actually just got my W-2 form back from this past year, and I'm paying taxes from that job and which goes towards the town and i mean we always say no taxation without representation yet we're leaving out this big chunk of the population who are paying taxes and yet not voting. We also, youth have been getting much more involved in current politics and events recently, like with the Parkland students who are very active and just youth all around the world right now are getting involved in so many important political actions and I think that we deserve the right to vote.
1: Okay, but and we're not just talking about like, we're not talking about 12-year-olds. Right. We're talking... Realistically, here, if I'm understanding this all correctly, folks that within your the years of which you'll cast a vote, chances are whoever you vote for or whatever you're voting for will still be in office by the time you're of, and I'm using air quotes, legal age.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So. Basically. So you're really actually making a decision based on something that you'll have to live with in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> but you brought up an interesting point. So you, you've you been W-2'd. Right. My condolences. Taxation without representation, I think, is probably the best argument I've seen for this entire thing.
0: Right. Yeah. It's basically what we based it upon. Um, like the revolution, the American Revolution was fought upon that term and right. I think that, how is it that we're so blatantly not following that right now?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we can tax you, you should be allowed to have some say as to where your tax money goes. Right. Now, are you looking just for a local representation, or you or do you want to weigh in on, on like presidential elections?
0: Well, we are actually... Trying to go forward to into a statewide youth vote movement, which could be a constitutional change or just town by town so that each town has a local vote. But I also think that it's a good stepping stone for people who are going to vote soon to start in local elections and then move into national and and um into statewide and national voting elections
1: okay this is i should i should back up and say that rio and i are talking specifically about the brattleboro election coming up in march yes all right so this is specific to vermont now uh we have listeners in massachusetts we have listeners in new hampshire do you uh, are there other organizations that you know of Doing yeah. the same thing?
0: Um, there's actually a nationwide movement called Vote 16 USA, and there are a lot of different um, states and towns that are working on it. It's been passed in two towns in Maryland already, and also um, Vote 16 Canada just got started as well. So, okay. so. they're working towards it. But um, the youth vote is goes a little bit farther it with the um, with youth being able to be on the, the representative town meeting and the school board.
1: Okay, great. You were talking about some statistics that you have brought with you about how a youth vote will impact
0: right. things. Can you um, run some of those down for us? So in Tacoma Park, Maryland, a kind of similar thing with just 16, 17-year-olds being able to vote on local elections, um, not on the being on the school board or the town meeting, passed in 2013, I believe and in 2015 the they had a 44.8% turnout between 16-17 year olds versus a 21% turnout overall so the 16-17 year olds were quite more active and they, a little bit more than two times the amount of them voted than overall.
1: And I, I would I would actually w- create an argument saying that if you let more youth vote, that will probably engage more adults.
0: Right. There's actually statistics that show that happened too.
1: I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. There's you know there's probably some stodgy people, I would imagine, <laughs> and say, I'm not going to let kids decide, but <laughs> I'm okay with letting kids decide. But you're, you're actually not just the vote. You want to serve as well. Right, yeah. So talk to me about that.
0: Well, um I think that the school board is very important. If you see the school board for the Brattleboro Union High School right now, um, it is just old people, probably over the age of 50, Easy, who, are who are making decisions. Who are making decisions for these young people and sure. who probably didn't even go to school in Brattleboro. Um, and I think it's really important to have Youth from the school to be able to make decisions that are going to be affecting them. Actually, what the youth vote has is there are two seats on the school board. I like that. That are allowed to be filled by youth.
1: I think I think if it's all. It should just be viewed from all different angles, and I agree with you. I think that having kids on the school board is a great idea because yeah. it gives you that unique perspective right. for somebody old like me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Rio, to find out more about your organization and if folks want to get involved, where where, where could they go?
0: Well, we have a website called BrattleboroCommonSense.org, dot um, and we also have a Youth Vote Twitter page, um, okay. which is Youth Vote B V T, and then we have a Brattleboro Common Sense Twitter page, which is Brat B R A T T Com C O M Sense.
1: Okay. So it's Brattleboro Common Sense and uh, this we are speaking with Rio Dimes. Thank you for coming in and good luck with the vote.
0: Thank you for having me. I'll vote for you. <laughs> Thanks. More at the earspoon.com. Ooh.